As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. the Athletic Baseball Show on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Amy McCullough, uh, obviously of the Athletic. We are here with David O'Brien and Fabian Ardaya talking about the National League Championship Series where the Dodgers just had a dramatic comeback victory uh, over the Braves, 6-5 to five, to make it a 2-1 to one series advantage for Atlanta, which, you know, theoretically, right? Favors the Braves. The Theoretically. Uh, but uh, Ostensibly. Ostensibly. <laughs> I, I'm wondering, have you ever covered a series like this? I was looking <laughs> back through history trying to find when, when the Dodgers blew a 2-0 series lead in the, the NFCS. Bra- the Braves blew a 2-0 series. Oh, the Braves, I'm sorry. I found one relatively okay. recently. <laughs> now, um, I mean, you know, the specter of that's going to loom whether the Braves admit it or not. And, and this is an entire, almost an entirely different Braves team yeah. than as far as how they're built and how much deeper they are and their attitude and all that. But still, there are enough guys that were here last year that can't help but think about that, and especially with the bullpen game looming tomorrow, which is the worst possible timing for the Braves mm-hmm. to have a bullpen game. So, Fabian, I'll get to you in a sec, because Brian Sticker after the game said there's not going to be any carryover. And, look, I'm yeah. just going to use late night language. That, well, that's bullshit. I mean, yeah, what else is he going to say? Yeah, I guess, yeah. But, like... There has to be some sort of psychic aftershock of a game like this, I think. Especially like when you're starting a bullpen game. You can't even say like yeah. momentum is based on the next day's starting pitcher. They don't know who tomorrow's starting right. pitcher is. If they were starting Max Freed tomorrow, yeah, I think right. they would feel entirely different. Right. But this is kind of a they haven't pitched many bullpen games this year. They've had a relative amount of success, but most of those were in they're not facing the Dodgers in game four of the NLCS. And they're doing it with having pitched Luke Jackson. Right. And Tyler Matzik, arguably their best two right. relievers, right. they've pitched him in every game so far right. in this LCS. And Snit had said before the game that he wanted to give a couple of guys a day off, or did he say that after the game? But those are the two guys he's talking about. Right. Well, right. If you take them out of the mix in a bullpen game, right. there's no chance in hell the Braves are going to win a bullpen game. I'm sorry, I'll eat right. my words if they do, but without those two guys in a bullpen game, unless you get a remarkable, unexpected performance from, like, Enoa, who mm-hmm. who at the start of the year looked like could have been the guy to go sure, five or six yeah. in, or Smiley, who also had a good stretch in the early of the year. 
but neither of them has pitched in the last month and a half to two months where you would think that they could go more than two innings. For sure. Innings, for sure. So, Fabiano, I'm curious, uh, in the sixth or seventh inning, what were you thinking you were going to be doing next week? I was definitely looking at that uh, reservation I have for Atlanta, like <laughs> looking at how long I have to cancel it before it starts. But, yeah, like, it was – it was sort of looking like that, like where Dave Roberts was talking about. They were dead in the water. Yeah. Like he admitted that they felt like <laughs> they were dead in the water. Open about which that, is, yeah. I mean, obviously, like you know, it's not often you hear a manager say that, For but sure. like you could see it. You could see it. It was a three run deficit, but it felt like a lot more. The offense just hasn't gotten going really this whole postseason. Like they've had a couple of games here and there, but they just have not gotten going. And then all of a sudden, just in the eighth inning, it seems like they've had a knack of finding these random late bursts when they need to. It's been basically since the All-Star break that it's been at this point uh, because the offense has been kind of scuffling or inconsistent. They keep finding them, and obviously it seems like it always seems to find Cody Bellinger for some reason yeah. this October, and he has had, obviously, the season that he's had, the miserable year he's had, but this October has been remarkable. Can we yeah. talk about the pitch that he hit? I mean, my <laughs> God. I felt almost bad for Luke Jackson yeah, because right. it wasn't a bad pitch. Right. I mean, you could argue that maybe you don't throw a fastball in one, two, regardless of where it's located. But yeah. still, he's trying to finish the guy off and let's go to the next guy because he's throwing quite a few pitches. And Bellinger also hasn't hit velocity all year. That was the whole thing. You wrote yeah. about this in game five against the Giants. Why was Camilo DeVall going slider, slider, slider when this guy can't catch up to velocity? Well, now, like, it, you know, that at-bat was so interesting because, you know, uh, he gets it gets at 1-1, and Jackson throws just center cut 96 right down the middle, and Bellinger completely misses him. Like, it's not even close. Just on the complete wrong swing path, he's swinging out his ass. And I was upstairs, and I saw that pitch, and I was like, huh, that was weird. And then he throws a fastball 95 up and away, and he just kind of touches it, and he lands in the right center bleachers. It was similar to... He hit a homer like that in Game Five of the 2017 World Series against the Astros. We're just like, this man is a freak. Like this man is a freak of nature, yeah. and it, it takes you know a special amount of talent to be as bad as he was this year and still be yeah. capable of doing stuff like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, he's doing it on a surgically repaired right shoulder. <laughs> yeah. He's doing it with fractured ribs. He's got a so, rib, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he's doing it like where he was able to sort of switch, like change his swing mid season and then mid at bat. Uh, sort of shorten up even more right, on that right. shortened up swing and to still have that ability to not just get to that ball but to be able to drive it out the way that he did it's remarkable it, it sort of shows the, obviously why the Dodgers still believe in him he's still a great defender yeah uh, and that's why he got so many opportunities in a season where I mean you're not going to give 400 plate appearances yeah. to a guy who's hitting 160 right so, on, a, on a good team you have to be pretty terrible to have that OPS to get 400 yeah. plate appearances yeah. so, so. some of these guys though like you see some of these old guys you see like Chipper was like this at the end of his career or like Albert now they take a swing that has had no right to hit it out but they can backspin a ball unlike right. all these young guys who right. might have tons more strength and back speed mm-hmm. but they can still get that one that you're just yeah. like how did that go out but I, I think Luke looking back probably didn't want to try to bury a slider because there's two guys on base, and right. he didn't want to move it up. Right. You know? right. So he's probably thinking, get this guy out of the right. way. Let's get this thing over with. Right, and he's probably thinking he's shortening up with two strikes. He's not going to you know, yeah. like he's not gonna hurt me with this pitch. Um, would there have been any merit to go to Will Smith there? Yeah, but he hasn't been a, a multi-inning guy all right. year. You could have gone there and finished him, but then he's yeah. probably looking ahead. He's assuming that Luke's yeah. going to get out of this because Luke has been really good at inducing a ground ball For sure, out, yeah. you know, and right. getting out of that thing with a double play. And – if they weren't shifted, but the shifts have helped them all year, but right. if they weren't shifted, 
It does get to that point. They're it's running. it's you know it's, it's tough because that's irrelevant because <laughs> they are shifting. They do all right. shift on those balls. Right. I guess it feels like Brian Snicker is in a bit of a pickle in that spot. And not that like look, Bellinger hit a ridiculous pitch out, so I I don't think it's too much Snicker's fault, but. You know, there were two hits to get on before there, and I guess what I want – I feel like, like as you mentioned, right, their two best guys are are, are, are Matzik and uh, – what's the fellow's name? I forget it already. Matzik and Luke are the Matzik, best guys. Yeah, right. And Will Smith. And, and Will Smith. Really well lately, so it's like he's sort of – in that spot, it's tough to go to Smith. And he'd already used Mentor. And he'd already – Mentor, yeah. But it's tough to go to Smith and then – because you're really worried about Seeger and Betts. Who, and yeah. so you kind of – like you're asking him – to get at least six outs or five outs, that's – I don't know. It's tough because – If he's done at any point during the year, right. you'd say, yeah, but he has no idea how he would react to that because right. he just hasn't done it. Right. Right. So, yeah. And that kind of gets into, you know, just the lack of weapons out of the bullpen. Yeah, because they are, they are really good four deep now. Mentors pitch really well lately, so you can go four deep. But when you get past four with them – Right. So if your starter doesn't give you, you know – they still were going to pull it off tonight somehow after Charlie's first inning, <laughs> yeah. and he went five innings. But right. if you don't, if you've got to go more than three deep in the pen, you really are four deep. You really are. This ain't like the Dodgers who pitched eight, nine guys in a game. Yeah, yeah they honestly yeah. did. The fact that Alex Vasile was able to come in in that fourth inning where everything fell apart yeah. uh, for the Dodgers wow. in that inning and was able to get out of it, keep it at a two-run deficit. Obviously, it went up to three runs. But to sort of go to the – they went to the bottom of the barrel, the bullpen yeah. guys. They went to – I mean, Tony Gonsolin was the winning pitcher in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. So, like, they went to that, and they were still able to, like, stay right. in that game, and it at least kept it within striking distance. But that, like, sixth or seventh relievers are pumping, like, 99 miles. You know, it's yeah. like, come on, man. <laughs> That's the difference with this Dodgers team and other ones I've covered before is, like, uh, you know, those – that, that – Four through seven, eight spot in the bullpen. Yeah. Those guys are dudes. Like you know, yeah. Alex Vasile is like a dude. Yeah, you know? even like Evan Phillips. Like this is the first time yeah. he's been yeah. on the postseason roster. He's a guy they picked up off waivers. He yeah. throws a ridiculous slider and yeah. he's able to go multiple innings. And he's yeah. someone that they've taken a chance on. They haven't thrown him that much, but he's been pretty effective whenever yeah. he's been out there. I'm starting to see how the Dodgers won 106 games. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to figure it out. Yeah. So the bullpen was their huge advantage coming into yeah. the series. It just hadn't come into play yet. Right. Well, it's just and, – and it should be. And it, they, the bullpen's actually pitched really well. Yeah. It's just their offense has been yeah. completely asleep. Yeah. And so yeah. in the Braves' bullpen, they'll pitch really well. Right. They hadn't had right. to go they, that they deep. They matched them, but now it's like, okay, right. they're going to get into the deep water where the Dodgers have gotten looks yeah. at all those guys. And so, so okay, Braves have a bullpen game tomorrow. Yeah. What can Julio Urias offer the Dodgers tomorrow? What, what has he got? I think – Realistically, you're looking at two times through the order. Probably, mm-hmm. he's probably that type of guy. Like that's sort of how they've treated him since September rolled around. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's shown the ability of when he's going, he probably go a third mm-hmm. time through. He's someone that they might trust to go 100 100 mm-hmm. pitches. Uh, but I think realistically, you're looking at that. They say he shouldn't have any ill effects from his relief outing in game two. Obviously, we'll see how he looks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we saw Max Scherzer looking game two after right. a relief outing in the DS. Uh, but that's sort of what you're looking at, and you're looking at, obviously, this is a bullpen that has had a lot of guys get used a lot, but yeah. no one's necessarily been burned. Right. Uh, they've only had two guys now go over 20 pitches yeah, in an right. outing all postseason, right. so they have guys who are relatively fresh. Right. Uh, and Blake Trinan didn't get pitched that's that, so he's someone who, move. if you have a lead, you have somebody yeah. you very much trust. He's probably have six outs from Trinan. Yeah. Six outs from Trinan, you also have Bruce Dark-Ratterall, who they right. stayed away from today. Right. Like, God damn, this, those two guys, man. <laughs> They're ridiculous. 
And Gradrock comes in throwing with short arm and like no yes. legs and throwing 102. <laughs> and 103 basically doing that man. against the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. When you're around a team every day, I think you tend to see their flaws yeah. more than their strengths. Right. right? Yes. And right. so I'm curious. I, we can do this both ways, actually. When you watch the Dodgers, right, like what jumps out to you? Just the stuff from their bullpen. Just one after another yeah. guys coming in pumping. I mean, there's just no let up. Yeah. Most teams you want to get to their bullpen, or at least you did back in the day. You don't want to get to these guys' bullpen, man. Right. I mean, with, <laughs> right. I mean unless you know Scherzer's pitching, or you know, with the Bueller, maybe you do. But it's like it's it's not. I mean, Bueller leaves the game, and they're just coming throwing harder. Yeah. You know, they don't have the, the variety of pitches, but they have filthy stuff. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty impressive. And then you know the depth of the lineup. We haven't seen it in this postseason, right. but I know it's a really good lineup. Right. I mean, you got yeah, they're pretty. The, the twenty nineteen MVP is bad in seven. Yeah, yeah. And what and what stands out to you about the about Atlanta? Well, one is like I, I wish I could see what this team looked like with Ronald Acuna Jr. and yeah. Mike Soroka. Like, yeah. but this is a lot more talented team than eighty eight wins. Yeah, sort right. of would suggest. I think yeah. that's very clear, especially since, with who they added since the trade deadline. They yeah. have a right. lot of guys who. Maybe aren't going to necessarily like get on base all the time, but they can scare you for sure. Like to be able to put together a big swing, right. someone like a Jock Peterson, obviously yeah. the Dodger fans know really well, uh, and even obviously Freddie Freeman, who it took until today to really right. get emerge in this series. He's someone that maybe anytime you have a former MVP in the lineup, I think that's going to scare you a little bit. And Ozzy Alpes is a great player. They have a lot of really talented players, and the rotation, uh, at least the top three who yeah. the Dodgers have seen so far, are all guys who have some impressive qualities. I mean, Charlie Morton obviously has done it in the postseason. Max Freed has done it. Ian Anderson had that great turn to the postseason last year. Like, this is a really talented team, especially for a team that only won 88 games. And they're playing without Soler, who was playing, who was right. doing great work in the leadoff spot. I mean, right. six-five guy comes up there looking like Stan leading off. He was, <laughs> I mean, he, he started several games with a leadoff homer, had great eye, drew a lot of walks. So he was playing great before he got the COVID thing. But... You know, everybody keeps saying if they still had Acuna, but the thing is, even though he's the best player on the team, they would not have right. two yeah. they because they went out and traded for four guys. Yeah, they, they, they wouldn't have traded for more than maybe two, probably one. Right. They needed a left fielder because of Azuna, so they probably would have gotten Duvall, mm -hmm. but they wouldn't have got Eddie Rosario, Soler, or Jock. Yeah, because they yeah. got Jock right after the All Star break, right. only because Acuna had just gotten hurt. Right. So it's kind of hard to say how good they would be yeah. if they had Acuna because it's not like he would just added him to this right. team that they have, and he played every day. They're platooning guys, moving For guys sure. around now, and all that. But they have, but they, what they do, they do have a lineup that doesn't have a dead spot in it. Right, like, they don't, and that is a, that's a huge value. Dansby Swanson's hitting eighth. Right, and he's hitting eighth. He had a perfectly fine season. Yeah, he's like twenty-seven. A, he's a league average hitter by OPS yeah. plus. He's got power. You know, Darno. I know didn't have the year that you know he right. had in the past, but he like so that makes it so that getting through that lineup, and I think that has been one of the things. Not just the you know, there's been, uh, so I was actually interested in coming in when when it looked like it was going to be the Atlanta up 3-0, mm -hmm. right? The discourse nationally, right, is like Dodgers are screwing up. And I think there's some of that to, is true. Like, certainly, like, they've blown opportunities and, you know, they, they mismanaged game two. But as you pointed out, Fabian, like, the Atlanta lineup is a lot better, I think, than people realize. And I, I would be curious to know, like, how much that really contributed to how Scherzer looked in game two rather than just, you know, him being tired. Like, yeah, he had some dead arm, but they also made him work. Like, they, they punished him for mistakes. I, that definitely affected 
Bueller. And I think that, you know, Atlanta, as you said, is a much better than an 88-win team. And, it, and it's interesting. It would Like, if Atlanta had won this in five, uh, which is still possible, but, like, if they, you know, kept the way they were going, it would have been sort of like, wow, the Dodgers blew this incredible opportunity. Yeah. But I, the Braves are a good team, man. Like, yeah, well, good in the last two months of the season, they played over 600 yeah. balls. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you, like, I didn't even mention Austin Riley sort right. of sitting there. Like, right. All right. kinds of guys. Like, big at it. I mean, you're sort of looking at it. I think, I think you sort of like, when you mentioned uh, Andy, it's more noticeable with how Bueller looked, I think, than Scherzer. Because I think even Scherzer was sort of like battling himself. You sort of yeah. sense, especially at the end. That's fair. But like, even, but he, weird. Yeah, yeah, but even Scherzer, like, he was handling that lineup relatively well. And all of a sudden, like, you leave one pitch to jock, and all of a sudden, yeah. you're yeah. looking at a tie game. And it, that's just sort of what this lineup can do to you is sort of they can wait till the right moment and then be aggressive and make that strike. And they faced him so many times with right. the Nationals. So they're not – he doesn't have that mystique with the Braves that he has with that's a lot fair. of teams. And they fair. faced him a lot of times in games that didn't matter at all in June, yeah. you know. And so I mean, I think Freddie's faced him more than any other hitter yeah. in his yeah, career. Yeah, I, so. I think that's yeah. right, yeah. So what what's the hope for Braves fans after they deal with the? I mean, the hope is that the bullpen yeah. surpasses expectations like they have during the postseason. But I, like I said, I, without pitching Matic and Luke, I think he probably got to pitch one of those guys. Yeah, Matic wants to pitch every day, so I mean, he and and he didn't show any fatigue. Right, he Luke did. Good. Luke yeah. hit a guy yet in the last game and then gives up you know three four hits yeah. and by recording one out. Um, so I think he rests Luke. But if you pitch Matic. Gives you a chance, and you go a little longer with Matt because they haven't gone with him multiple innings very often, maybe a couple of times. But he could go too if you need him to. But I don't know. I think the best chance they what what if if they can hang the hat on something is this guy free lined up for Game Five. Yeah, and he's been the best pitcher statistically in the in the in baseball since the All Star break, but especially since the beginning of August. Right, he's been terrific. So right. that's the best. I think that I think they can plan on on going home up three two. Regardless of whether they lose tomorrow, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, because if they're gonna have you know and Smiley handle the bulk, you kind of can't do like a line change where one of those guys comes in after one turn through. Like they kind of both right. need to go a turn through the lineup, I think, just to keep right. the bullpen alive. Right? Smi- yeah, and Smiley really struggles at after two turns through the lineup maximum. Even when he was starting at right. the end, that's how he was going four innings most of the right. time. So. And he hasn't pitched in a postseason. I mean, right. Smiley, I don't know how they can expect him to go out there and be sharp. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't see good things from the bullpen game for the Braves. <laughs> I just don't. It's uh, it's interesting. This has been. Uh, I thought the Dodgers were going to win this pretty comfortably, but it's it's been a lot more interesting than that. And yeah, uh, it's been a good series. It's, yeah, it's good. It's great like, series. I think the problem is that Atlanta has eighty eight next to their name. If it, right. if it was ninety three, and it's like, so could easily have been if they just right. started playing. It's right. more fair to look at it in the context. Like these are the same two teams that faced each other in the in the championship series last year, and it took it to seven games. Obviously, they're different teams, but yeah. like, they're, they're still like yeah. Yeah, neither side has changed enough to where like that calculus doesn't like. Yeah. It wouldn't be as surprising to see one. Like, it's, yeah. One team take I mean, Atlanta's offense last year was just a lot scarier. Well, yeah. Just a lot yeah. scarier uh, with Acuna and, and Ozuna, you know. Uh, but it's it, it's a credit to Alex Antopoulos for just, you know. No, oh, yeah. In yeah, the way that he, he's often, you know, he's the joke of, among other, you know, execs in the game is he's the guy who sends you an email at 3 a.m., you know, proposing some insane sort of deal. And uh, that quality helped him basically dig the team out because he just got scooped up all the like yeah. two win corner outfielders yeah. who were available. He learned the depth, the yeah. value of depth when he was here. Yeah, I think because yeah. that's 
the most important thing to him is depth. Yeah. And, and he could never have enough depth for him. When right. he traded for four outfielders, we're like, four? What the <laughs> fuck, man? He, yeah. he got one reliever. We're like, we thought you needed three relievers and maybe two outfielders. <laughs> but it turns out he knew what he was doing. Yeah. They still could have used another reliever. Rich Rodriguez yeah. looked great for a month, and then right. reality set in, and right. he was not even on the playoff roster. <laughs> Right. Uh, Fabian, any final thoughts heading into game four? Game four? Yeah, I'm just curious to see what the offense looks like. Yeah. sort of like, I think for the last two months, it's been a lot of searching for signs of, all right, this is the Dodgers offense we expected. Yeah. And I think you're sort of looking, obviously the eighth inning was a good burst, and it's sort of a little bit of what they can be, but also you're still looking at a lot of parts of this lineup to really start hitting. Uh, both Justin and Trey Turner have been scuffling all postseason. Uh, you're still looking at a lineup that has been Really inconsistent. I think they. This was only the third time all postseason they'd scored more than four runs in a game. Like you're looking for this group to really collectively find itself. I think obviously a bullpen game is a good opportunity to do that. But I think you've seen this Dodgers team. Like sometimes like they hit really good pitching, and sometimes they struggle against uh, the sort of matchups you expect them to hit well. Sure. So yeah. uh, I think we'll see what it's like. Yeah. Do Kind of similar. The Braves have uh, have done some of their best offense against good pitching and and played down to the level of competition obviously there's not anything to play down to here so um i think freddie going the other way twice was a big yeah turn because you know they were going 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts in the first two games uh it wouldn't surprise me at all duvall he hasn't been really heard from the series i mean big way he hasn't hit home run and he was carried the offense for the first month he was with the team so i mean I, you know, I, the bullpen could give up five runs. They could still win. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're going to have to do a little more offensively than they have so far. They're going to be required to, with the, I think, with the pitching they're going to run out there. So I'm just, I'm just curious if Snell at any point to get behind two or three runs will kind of wave a white flag and not use Matt right. I mean, Jackson and aim for. It hasn't been his M.O., but I think yeah. maybe you have to be realistic and yeah. say we went get back to Atlanta up 3-2. Right. And then you got, right. you know. Yeah, we got uh, Ian Anderson and you have Charlie Martin going in the game. So right, everybody get it there. You got to win one. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Well, guys, it was fun. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Uh, and thank you all for listening. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday for more baseball postseason coverage. You can download the Athletic Baseball Show episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.